Hey guys, coming at you live from a very empty, very echoey. Hello, v- hello, hello. Great echo impression, Casey. It was almost as if we were in a large building that was actually echoing. You want to do that one more time for him? Hello, hello, hello. Anyway, guys, we know that most of you have probably gone home because of text. I've been home. You've been home. Text order command. No, that's not the best way to put it. Suggestion for all students to go home. So we thank you for tuning in from wherever your home home actually is. But we're here in Shout Ruston. Shout out to Doyleen. I don't know who that is. But it's got, a town. Oh, I, in Louisiana? Yes. It's kind of about Shreveport. Oh, well, Okay. Well, shout out to Doyleen for the town I just learned of. But guys, we hope uh, during these next few minutes you feel like you're back here in Ruston with us. Because uh, again, we're going to be walking through Revelation just as we would have normally done if we were gathered together. We'll be in Revelation 8. So just like last week, going to encourage you to uh, get your Bibles out, open it, take notes, just as you would under normal circumstances, even though these aren't normal circumstances. Casey, it's been a week. It's been a week. We, since we last did this. How you been, man? I've been good. No COVID at the no Cassidy Casa. Have you been tested? For? COVID? Oh, no. So you don't know that you don't have it? I do not know that I do not have it. I ran into Casey yesterday at Super One, and I was wearing gloves, and he laughed outside the store, but then we went in the store, basically everybody's wearing gloves and a mask. So. I was wearing basketball shorts, a cap, and a t-shirt. Yeah. The typical Casey look. Whether it's 20 degrees, 50 degrees, 80 degrees, sunny, rainy. Whatever it might be, that's your that's your go to outfit. You might I, throw a hoodie on if it's really cold. Yeah, though. if it's if, if it's below thirty, you gotta throw the hoodie on. I mean, that's just the way it is. Boom! Signature Casey Cassidy. Guys, again, we're in Revelation eight. Casey, you ready to jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. So Revelation mm-hmm. six, we were asked, um, evil is kind of taking over a little bit. So Revelation seven last week, who can stand in the day of evil? The day of evil being Revelation six, and Revelation seven answered that the people of God, those that are followers of Christ, can stand, and then they may stand, and it may hurt, they may suffer, but they'll never be separated from God. And so here we get to Revelation eight. And some kind of weird things are happening. Kind of the first verse is a little bit awkward, really very unique for Scripture. And so we can jump right in. Let's do it. Revelation 8, uh, I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version. That's the version that Casey usually reads each week. But we're going to be in 8 verse 1. When he opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven for about a half an hour. I'm going to stop right there. Because the just the fact that there is a silence in heaven should make the reader pause and wonder what's going on. So sure. Casey, I ask you, what the heck is going on? Well, it's it's silent, Zach. As in no sound. This. See what it's, I did there? Because it was moment, silent. It's it was a silent. moment of silence. Yeah. And which is pretty cool because you mm-hmm. gotta think about it. heaven's kind of a busy place. There's yeah. a lot of praise going on obviously you know if i was there and you were there you'd be leading in the singing possibly maybe yeah. and i would yeah. be participating in the singing we already established that my singing would be better yes it would be better it it's would gonna be, be perfect perfect, perfect yeah. worship that yeah. was last week yeah. and so here there's silence so the seraphim quiet angels quiet elders quiet everything's quiet builds up anticipation yeah but there's also a purpose for it so there's a purpose in this pause, and that is what is about to happen is so important, so powerful, that it has to have a pause. That's how important it is to God. Yeah. And the very thing that happens next is our prayers are heard. Yeah. Man, that that's really cool 
because silence is happening in heaven right before something really important happens. Like our prayers or their prayers are about to be offered up to God. There was silence in heaven. Is there a place for silence on earth for us to just be silent for a little while? Because that's not something that I normally think about, or maybe you guys don't normally think about. Definitely. um, I was silent once and then I stopped. Uh, <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> silence is is something that is, I think, one prized in our day. We want silence, but we don't ever prepare mm. ourselves for mm. silence, nor do we really seek it out, so to speak. We we probably are a lot like this today. You and I, we've probably prayed or even thought this, God, give me an opportunity in the next week, next month, next year that I could, Lord, just pause my life Mm. and and really focus on you and take a moment to step Mm. back and journal more, read my Bible more and pray more. Mm. God, if you could give me that in 2020, what would that look like? (laughs) Maybe it would look like a pandemic. Maybe it would look like isolation maybe it would look like almost and feel like exile on an island by the yeah. government so you're you're saying that what's ha- what's <laughs> happening to us right now is kind of our silence on earth before maybe god could be preparing us for something bigger that's coming after this could be could yeah. be uh i i do think it's interesting that we pray for these things and now that god has given us this opportunity to be silent, that all we long for is the community that we had before the silence was invoked. That's a good point. You know, even Jesus, when he had to, when he was in preparation for something big that was about to happen, silence and solitude. Sure. He would go into those moments. So that's a, that's something that I didn't even notice when I read that. I read this passage this morning and I was like, silence in heaven. Can that, can that even happen? (laughs) I guess it can. uh, Cause it did right here. Um, Cool if we move on yeah, to, the definitely, next, definitely, to the next. Those definitely. are some really good good points. Uh, I'm going to read verses 2 through 5 now, Revelation 8. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. Did I say that word right? Yeah. Is it yeah. Cent- I was pretty sure. I yeah, just want to make sure I pronounce it correctly. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hands. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Dang, what if it was like a movie, man. For real. So what's going on here? So uh, the angel gets the censer. He basically gets uh, the prayers of God's people and a little bit of the Holy Spirit, puts it in a shaker, shakes it up, and it's hurled to earth. It's kind of like crystal light. Crystal light? Yeah. What's crystal? Oh, know, like, like, the, like when the, you shake it? The drink thing. Crystal light. Oh, that's like what people spark. with diabetes used to spark. drink. My dad spark. used to drink. Spark. Spark. Okay. You, you know, you put the stuff in Mio. there. You, Mio. That's Mio. Mio. That, you shake it up really shake it good up. and mm-hmm. just let it go. And then it's all over the earth, but it comes out as like thunder and lightning. And yeah. Illustrations look a lot different on this conversational format than they would if you were doing a it's, sermon. It's true. Crystal, yeah. Crystal light. Now I totally get it. 
Yeah. Perfect, perfect imagery. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's that's a mental image of what's going on here in these verses. But what what exactly does it mean? Like for like, what is it? What does this mean? Like, what are these? What is the significance of these events that are happening? You're seeing prayers. You're seeing things being hurled so down to what, earth. What prayer may be the question? What prayer is being mixed with the spirit of God? It may mm-hmm. be the prayer from Revelation. Uh, 610 where the the saints say how long sovereign lord holy and true until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge Hmm. our blood it could be that prayer and so this is the beginning of the avenging of Hmm. god's people Hmm. and so they're praying to god god avenge us and god says okay i've heard your prayer i've stopped heaven that's how important your prayers are to me you've talked to me i've heard you you've heard me and now i'm going to act and so our prayer has power not just on earth but in heaven and not Hmm. just on heaven but on earth and so the lord's prayer invokes god's will on earth Hmm. as it is in heaven Ooh, interesting so you're saying this is a picture of not only what's happening in heaven but it's also a word for us down here on earth definitely that our prayers invoke the will of God. And you said real quick, you said prayers being mixed with the spirit of God that does it say that explicitly? Are you, are you saying the incense that's being risen up to God with the prayers? Yes. That's, that's, that's representative of the spirit of yes. God, which oftentimes the spirit of God is referred to as smoke or a fragrance or a, you know, it is mm-hmm. this rising up. And so it is, reminding us that our prayers when it is mixed with the spirit of God they mm. have much power uh, they have much purpose um, and they bring much pleasure to the Lord yeah. and so this is where this uh, power is coming from is from the, the the will of God being enacted by the prayer of his people mixed with the power of his spirit. And that's why you have not just, uh, it doesn't say in something little cute and fancy mm-hmm. happened. It says pearls of thunder, rumbling, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. These are big yeah. things that happen. These are powerful things. Yeah. These are earth-altering things. So the prayers were powerful because they were mixed. Not I don't even know if mixed with it. They yeah. were accompanied by, they were driven by the Spirit of God. So exactly. What does that necessarily look like? How do we make sure that our prayers are spirit-led? Because that that's really important right sure. here. Yeah, because we see that the prayers are accompanied, or the spirit accompanies the prayers. So we want to make sure that we're doing that too when we pray. And what is what is that? Like, what does that look like? Well, I think you have to know the will of God, and that would be definitely invoked and Mm. empowered to us through his word. And so that's why reading your Bible daily uh, is something that— for the fall of Christ is of the utmost importance because it influences how Hmm. you pray. Uh, It influences how you think about God. It influences God's will upon your life so that you can pray for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so Hmm. it becomes more of a communion where God allows us to hear from him and we also get him to hear us. That's prayer. Yeah, that's really good. A lot of times I think we ask, why do we pray? I've asked this, especially earlier on in my walk. It's tough for us to understand the purpose of prayer. It is. It it really is because, one, we're taught that, okay, 
we may or may not be taught this, but typically we think we can't change God's mind in the sense of, hey, he has he has his will and he's going to enact it. Um, and his will isn't necessarily dependent upon, you know, our thoughts or what we want him to do. But we do see instances where he's moved by the prayers of his people, many Definitely. instances where he's moved by the prayers of his people. So it's just really tough as far as like, what role does it play? And like, when I wake up in the morning and I go to read my Bible, sure. why should I pray mostly for things that will happen, you know, sure. whether I pray or not. And this might just be a question where you throw up your hands and say, I, I don't know. But basically, I'm asking, why do we pray? Because we see the power, but we don't know how it works. So why do, so why do we do it? We pray in faith. We, we can't know how it yeah. works necessarily. I mean, the, 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 the intermingling of our words or our thoughts with mm. the Spirit of God that yeah. that sounds foreign, um, but we know that it and it happens because God's word says that it happens. Mm -hmm. The groanings of our heart, the spirit takes to the Lord. We may say one thing, but our heart may desire another, and mm -hmm. the the spirit of the Lord knows that. And so, when we pray, mm -hmm. it is really about us listening to God as much as it about is about God listening to us. And you you feel that tension here just in these short few verses that. John is really dealing with that God hears him, that God hears his people, yeah. and that he cares about what we have to say. It's mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, you've been married how long? Almost a year and a half. You ever, when you and Marissa met, was there mm -hmm. that, 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 that really cool feeling of Marissa gets you and you, you felt like for the first time in a long time that hey, this person gets me. She yes. understands me. Yes. And you probably had this self-relevatory mm -hmm. feeling where you're like, I'm a little weird. I'm a little off. I'm, I have random thoughts that no one cares about, but this beautiful young lady actually cares about what I say and think and feel. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was very powerful to you. It was mm -hmm. very warming to your heart that God would have this other human being that would do so. Mm -hmm. But God does that. Hmm. He cares about the random squirrel thoughts yeah. that you have. Squirrel. Hmm. Those type of things. He cares yeah. about those things, which to me, because oh I have a lot of random thoughts. Yeah. Do you ever have a random thought? Yes. What but do I probably right now, don't. Go. I don't verbalize. What are you thinking I, right now? Go. I'm thinking about I hate that he's putting me on spot and making me say a random thought because the only random thought I have is that I don't like this right now. Can we move on? Okay, my random thought right now is lime LaCroix was my least favorite flavor because I just tried it out today. I've been drinking yeah. a ton of LaCroix. Comment your top five LaCroix flavors, by the way. I'm very interested. It's a new thing for me. But anyway, God cares about the random thoughts. Mango. Mango's not even a flavor, Casey. Dang Do it. you drink LaCroix? No, but I like mango. Well, they should make mango. You can send them an email. I will. Because in the time of crisis that we're in, Lord knows what we need right now is more flavors of LaCroix, of sparkling water. Anyway, God cares about those random thoughts, and he cares about the prayers of his people. One thing that I really saw a cool correlation in Revelation 7 and Revelation 8. Revelation 7 was all about worship. This first part of Revelation 8 is a lot about prayer. Yes. And 
uh, especially the first five verses, worship and prayer essential to the Christian walk. Sure. But I, I think they're, they're so nuanced in their difference because worship is our, is our life response to who God is, I would say. So worship is, could even be this moment right here because the way we're interacting reflects our knowledge of the character of God. And we're, we're reacting to that by having this dialogue. So worship is beyond music. We talked about that last week. Prayer is also a response to God because they were, the reason they were praying is because they knew the character of God, especially because they were in heaven. They knew the character of God. And that's why they offered up these prayers because they knew the power that God had. That's why they asked God for this vindication. So, you know, I think the difference, the the differences between worship and prayer are so small because I I think worship is our response to who God is and that's our life expression. But prayer is our personal communicative response to who God is. So what separates worship and prayer is prayer can still be worship, but when we're praying, we're having that communication with God and he is understanding our, he's understanding our thoughts and there's that element to it. So I just find it really interesting that Revelation 7 was about worship and Revelation 8 was about prayer because they correlate so, so well when they're, when they're right there next to each other. Give me your thoughts right now. Yes, all of that. Okay. I want to point out that with the prayer of Revelation six ten, mm-hmm. that it is it even it is even more worshipful because they ask for vindication. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so God is beginning to grant that vindication, mm-hmm. where they are asking for maybe a punitive, maybe mm-hmm. a harm, maybe a punishment to come upon the people that have wronged mm-hmm. them. God takes that. Hmm. And he brings on the seven trumpets and the seven boils, which we all hmm. know are, they sound punitive, they sound hmm. punishment, yeah. but they are designed for repentance. Hmm. And so even yeah. as the people are praying for vindication, for a punishment, because they have been harmed because of their love for God, God takes their prayer and he says, not your will, but my will, and I will grant you your hmm. will as my will is accomplished. Hmm. In other words, yeah. People will suffer so that they will seek salvation. Hmm. Yeah. And to me, that's one of those, a really powerful part of this book. Yeah. Is that our worship, our prayer invokes God to do his will and our will simultaneously in history. Man. So that salvation is accomplished. Because through our suffering and through our knowing and pursuing of God, our will becomes aligned with his exactly and that's man that's the purpose and that's the purpose of prayer right there he, he uses it to align our wills should we even continue i think that's sh- should we just maybe drop the we mic? should close in prayer maybe we should before i before we close in prayer is there anything else you wanted to add to that man that was just a hey, really good word john for starts everybody. this off in the spirit on the lord's day and he ends it with come amen mm-hmm. come lord jesus and so he ends it with prayer and so um we're getting into today's podcast slash sermon cast slash whatever this is we're doing here mm-hmm. um, with prayer. But you yeah. have a last comment before I pray? No, man. Go for it. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. Bow your heads. Lord God, we just simply ask for your will to be done. Lord, in this time of silence and what feels like exile, 
Lord, let us pray to you. Lord, let us turn our attention to you. Amen. Amen.